This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Can we give God a hand of praise for what He's doing in the house tonight? Well, I'm glad that you're here tonight. And tonight we'll be talking about the benefits of the resurrection of Christ. You know, uh, this morning we were talking about Easter and the benefits of Easter and post-Easter, what happens. So tonight, I just want us to conclude on that. So I want us to bow our heads even as we pray and we go straight into the Word of God. Father, we thank you right now for your Word tonight. We thank you, Father, that the entrance of your Word brings life. That even as we minister your Word, as I minister, Lord, I thank you that we all hear your Word and we are all ministered to. I thank you, Father, that faith will rise up in every heart. That fear, doubt, and confusion will leave. Even as you minister by your spirit in our hearts, as we receive the word tonight. And Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your word tonight in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Now tonight, we are talking about resurrection. You know, we're talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ that Jesus rose from the dead. I have a couple scriptures to read to you, but I'm going to read them all, and then we'll come back and look at every section of this portion of scripture. So if you have your Bible, please stand with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and we will read from verse 12 until verse 28. This is a powerful portion of scripture. You know, 1 Corinthians 15 is so much, it's so much packed with uh, the gospel and the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it has so many benefits, telling us that today as Christians, how can we benefit from what Christ did at the cross? And so verse 12 says, but if it is preached, talking about the gospel, if the gospel is preached, that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? You know, there was a question, a concern that people had, that maybe people won't rise from the dead. So Paul is taking on that argument and say, okay, if there is no resurrection of the dead, you know, why are we preaching then? So he says here in verse 12, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. You know, and if you read on, um, in the previous verses, Paul was talking about that when Jesus rose, he appeared to a number of people. He appeared to the disciples, he appeared to Peter, and he appeared to about 500 of them at one time. And, uh, and, and some of them, those that Jesus appeared to, they were still alive when Paul was writing this letter as a proof that Jesus rose from the dead. So he's saying here that if there is no resurrection of the dead, now the point is, 
Christ, not even Christ, has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless. And so it's your faith. And if Christ did not rise from the dead, then what we're preaching is useless. So he's asking himself, why should I go through all this pain of being in prison, of being tormented, tortured by people for believing something that does not exist? So that, by that, Paul is saying that Christ did rise from the dead. And more than that, verse 15, we are, uh, we are then found to be false witnesses about God, for we have testified about God that he, he raised Christ from the dead, but he did not raise him, if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You're, you are still in your sins. So he's saying here that if Christ has not been raised, your sins are not forgiven. Because how could Christ, how could God forgive your sins if Christ remained in the grave? Remember what we read this morning and also last night? That uh, we, we, Christ was raised for our justification. You know, it's because God justified us and gave us justification. And that is why Christ was raised from the dead. And so he says here that if Christ has not been raised, then you are still in your sins. In other words, your, sin, your sins are still holding you down. The power of sin, of sin is still upon your life. Verse 18, then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. Says, if Christ has not been raised from the dead, also those, uh, the Christians who died in Christ, believing in Christ, that was the end of their lives. They are lost. Why? Because Christ never rose from the dead. Can you see here the argument that Paul is bringing, the importance of Jesus rising from the dead? And so he says in verse 19, if only for this life we hope, we have hope in Christ. If our Christianity is about this life that we're living only, then we are to be pitied, pitied more than all men. Yeah. And we know that definitely our hope is not only in this life. The Bible says that godliness is profitable not only for this life, but also for the life to come. Yeah, so we know that when we have finished our time here on this life, that there is a better life. You know, now, the guarantee of a better life is that Christ rose from the dead. And verse 20, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. The first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own turn, Christ the first fruit. Then when he comes, those who belong to him, then the end will come. 
And when he hands over the kingdom to God, the Father, after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power, for he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. Now, how is Christ reigning? He's reigning through us. You know, he's exercising that authority through us. And he says in verse 26, the last enemy to be destroyed is death. For he has put everything under his feet. Now, when it says that everything has been put under him, it is clear that this does not include God himself, who put everything under Christ. When he has done this, then the Son himself will be made subject to him, who put everything under him, so that God may be all in all. So, every Christian benefits from the resurrection of Christ. Now, what we're trying to say tonight is that you can be sure that some things you do will produce benefit. You know, we know that there are things that we do that will benefit our lives. To give an example, if you go out there and you plant a vegetable garden and you plant some vegetables in there, and after much toil and challenges of watering, removing weeds, and fertilizing the ground, the vegetables will grow and they will ripen. And when they are ripe, what happens? The whole family will benefit from that garden. Now, there, another example that shows that uh, we benefit from, our, from, what it, uh, uh, from what we do. It's like when you go to school and you study. You know, after much toil of reading, doing assignments, and doing research, a person can pass the course and receive certificate. Now, with that certificate, employment can be found easily. The job and a good post are benefits of the studies undone. I remember when I was uh, doing you know, my master's, and it was a block session, so we would go to class and, you know, for three weeks, and mentors will come and we will be there. And, and, and they will give us some work to do, some assignment. Uh, we will write and, you know, some papers. And I remember that, you know, the first year it was a shock because when you submit those papers, when they come back, it's all red pen all over the pages. You know, red pen. And you look at this and say, hey, this mentor, it's merciless. You know, it's all red all over. And, and, and one thing for sure, I, you know, I remember that that was happening. And, and I thought to myself that, you know, next time I submit a paper, you know, I'm just going to print it in red just to save, you know, the mentor some, you know, some, some work. And uh, obviously, I didn't do that. <clears throat> I repented, you know. But uh, today, I can go back to those papers. You know, they are valuable to me. You know, those corrections that they made, I look at them and I engage with them and they help me a lot. I benefit from them today 
because of that. And so also, in the spiritual realm, every Christian benefits from the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus went through all those, uh, that pain, went through all those challenges so that you and I can benefit from what he did. Now, I want to give you three reasons why every Christian benefits from the resurrection of Christ. And this is very much important. Now, reason number one, why we benefit from the uh, resurrection of Christ is because his resurrection is a core of our salvation message. Now, we saw that this morning. But when we look at our text tonight, we realize that from verse 12 to verse 19, that's exactly what Paul is emphasizing. Now, during the time of the church in Corinth, there were people who said that there is no resurrection of the dead. Paul states that if there is no resurrection of the dead, then even Christ never resurrected from the dead. Now, this poses a problem of Christ never conquered the sin for us. If Christ never rose from the dead, it means that he never conquered sin for us. He never made a way of salvation for us. He never fulfilled what he came here on earth for. If he never rose from the dead, it means that the mission was aborted. You know, that he never accomplished what he came here for. But we know that Christ rose from the dead. And the fact that he rose from the dead shows that he accomplished right to the letter everything, the mission as God commissioned him to do. You know, and what is that mission? Is that at the end of the day, you and I could benefit from that. You know, that today we can experience the freedom that he provides because Christ came, he died, he was buried, and he rose from the dead. And so the mission was accomplished because he rose from the dead. Yeah. Therefore, all people are doomed to die forever if Christ never rose from the dead. There is no need to live for him if Christ never rose from the dead. Now, hence, the Bible says that our believing is in vain. Now, with this argument, Paul is saying that he together with apostles and preachers, even those who died in the Lord, all of them labored in vain. Now, definitely they, we know that they never labored in vain. Today we are celebrating salvation because Christ rose from the dead. You know, this is a powerful thing. The resurrection of Christ is benefiting us today. Resurrection, it's rising from the dead. Death, death is regarded as the last enemy. You know, the final problem. Now, if we conquer death, then there is nothing else to conquer. You know, and if Christ conquered death, then there is nothing else to conquer. And he conquered death for you and I. In other words, he was saying, when he came here, he said that the devil... You know, give me your best shot. You know, and the devil brought sickness. He said, oh, these are big I'll just heal them. 
You know, try something bigger. And, and the devil brought this and brought that. And at the end of the day, he brought death. And Jesus demonstrated that the last enemy, I have power to overcome. You know, when we look at the book of John, you know, the, the book of John is so much interesting. If you have time, read the book of John and you will find joy out of it. The Bible talks about uh, the miracles. Now, in John 29, um, is it 21? You know, the last part of uh, John, he says that these signs were written. He says many signs that Jesus, uh, Jesus did. But these signs were written uh, that you may believe and that you may have life. Now, when he talks about these signs, when you look at the book of John, it's only seven signs, seven miracles that are recorded. Obviously, excluding the supernatural birth of Jesus Christ and Jesus dying at the cross. But the miracles that Jesus did, it's seven of them. You know, starting with the, the uh, changing water into wine, right unto the last one. And, and the, it's like John is saying that when it comes to the last one, he's saying that this is the culmination of the miracles that Jesus did. And that miracle in John 11, it's about the resurrection of Lazarus. You know, that he was saying that, you know what, uh, this is what Jesus did. You see, it's, it's from beginning, right, changing water into wine, you know, and uh, uh, healing the son who was healed, walking on water, you know, feeding the multitude, and everything, you know, opening the blind man in John chapter 9, and ultimately raising up Lazarus from the dead. He was saying that, you know, with this, I'm demonstrating that the last enemy I can destroy. And so when Jesus now rose from the dead, he was saying that the devil, you bring it on to me. And the devil did. And what Jesus did, he conquered death. Now when he conquered death, he was saying that if I can conquer death, what else is there that I can conquer? You know, what else is there that I can overcome? Yeah. And he did not do it for himself. He did it for you and I. That is why the resurrection of Jesus Christ is so much important in our lives. Hallelujah. So, you see, when a person dies, everybody mourns. Everything is dull and bad. You know, then there is news that that person is alive. The atmosphere changes. Everybody becomes happy again. You know, hope that was gone, it's restored again. And I was thinking about this, that uh, just imagine that you, you die. I say imagine, eh? You know, you die, and uh, when you die, you see, in our culture, there is something that happens, is that when a person dies, you know, they, you know we, we, we distribute, we share the clothes. You know, we share, you know, the suit goes to this one, and you get the shirt, and you, you get this. The whole family benefit. And just think about it, that you have died, 
And then from there, you rise from the dead again. And then when you rise from the dead, you know, your clothes are all over. And then you go to everybody and say, hey, buddy, you know, bring that jacket, please. I still need it. You know, bring that shirt. You know, that designer shirt, it's mine. Please bring it back. You know, I guess that people won't be happy with you. <laughs> but obviously, we know that, you know, we will be happy that any person who has passed on, you know, when he rises from the dead, that there is joy. You know, just think about the disciples. When Jesus died, uh, they, they, they lost all hope. Peter denied Jesus. Peter said that, I don't know this man. And, you know, he was sad. And uh, the disciples went back to fishing, went back to their previous career because now, you know, the man that we thought that is here to help us is gone. And, uh, but when they heard that, wow, is risen. What happened? There was joy. You know, Peter and John, and then they ran to the grave just to see that, is it true that he rose from the dead? And uh, Thomas, who doubted and said that, I won't believe when Jesus appeared and said, Thomas, come and put your hand on my side and put your finger on my hand. Thomas could not believe that, wow, it is you. And he was filled with joy. He was encouraged. He was motivated. Why? Because Jesus rose from the dead. Hallelujah. And so when Jesus rose from the dead, the disciples' hope was, being, uh, was restored. His resurrection turned Peter, who denied the knowledge of Jesus, to be bold to share about him. So that is reason number one. Now, reason number two, everybody benefits from the resurrection of Christ because his resurrection is a surety that we will also rise from the dead. If he rose from the dead, then we will also rise from the dead. You know, verse 20 talks about the first fruit, that Jesus was the first fruit. Now, this is the first portion of the harvest. These first fruits determine how the rest of the harvest will be. If they are good, then the rest will be good. If bad, then the rest will be bad. Now, in the Bible, God instructed that the first fruit be dedicated to him. Obviously, we know that today is the time that is dedicated unto God. Now, when people offer their first fruit to God... They were sure that there will be more to harvest. You know that when I bring this first fruit unto God, that God will ripen the rest and it will be a great harvest. And so Jesus was the first fruit. Now if he rose victoriously from the, the grave, then it means that we will also rise from the dead. You see, Adam allowed sin to come into humankind. When he and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, sin and death entered the lives of people. We all inherited it. When Christ came, he took away that sin. And definitely he took away death. Now in verse 55 he says, Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? 
As Christ rose from the dead, so also are those who are in him. You know, when we are in Christ, we will also rise from the dead. So Jesus rising from the dead is a surety that definitely one day, even if I die, I will rise again. Hallelujah. Now, reason number three. Everybody benefit from the resurrection of Christ because his resurrection overcomes for us. Now, we see this in verse 24 until verse 28. His resurrection is not the end, but it is a means to an end. You know, that through his resurrection, the end is that our lives will be a victorious life. You know, the end is reigning over all. Now, Satan is under our feet because Christ rose from the dead. Satan and demons will be judged by Jesus Christ because he rose from the dead. So we should resist Satan and his demons when he attacks us with his problems. You know, when he brings challenges, we need to remind him and say, Hey, Satan, remember that Jesus overcame for me. Jesus overcame. He conquered you so that I will live in victory. My life is hidden in Christ. You cannot touch me, Satan. Because my life is in Christ. Amen? You know, it's a wonderful thing to trust in the Lord and to depend upon God and to allow your life to be in Christ. You know, that Paul says that my life is in Christ. So you say that Christ, you are with me. You rose from the dead to walk with me all the way, to help me. When I have challenge, you are there, right there with me, to help me. When a sickness comes and attacks my body, you know that, Christ, you come to me, to my rescue. You heal my body. You know, because some sickness do not, are not just physical. They are spiritual. You know, they are sent by the devil. You know, but God will always be there for you. So we need to resist him in the name of Jesus. And that is the reason why Jesus gave us his name. You know, that is the, the reason why he said that I'm giving you my name. Now listen to what he says in Mark chapter 16 from verse 17 and 18. He says, and these signs will accompany those who believe. Do we believe tonight? Yes, we are believers. Amen. He says, in my name, they will cast out demons. So you have authority to cast out demons. By the name of Jesus Christ. And he says, they will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. You know, now this does not mean that I go out there and buy, you know, poison and drink it and say, you know, I want to show you the power of God. You know, that does, it does not mean that. But it means that should anyone try to poison you, it will never work in your life. You know, because your life is hidden in Christ. You know, that you are in Christ Jesus. And it says that it will not hurt them. And it says that those believers, they will lay hands, their hands on the sick. And what happened? The sick will 
recover. This is the promise of God. And they will recover because Jesus rose from the dead. So the central message of this sermon, of this preaching, is every Christian benefit from the resurrection of Christ. The question is, when you look at your life tonight, it's your life in line with the resurrection of Christ. Since his resurrection is beneficial, let our lives, let us live our lives in such a way that we won't lose these benefits. Because this is all for you. You know, the resurrection and the benefits thereof will all go in waste if we don't appro appropriate them in our lives. And so it is God's desire that you go out there and you say, Christ, you rose from the dead that I should experience victory. I will always live in victory. My life will be a victorious life because you rose from the dead. Did you get something from the Lord tonight? Let's give God a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let us pray. Father, we thank you right now for your grace. Even as, Lord, we see the benefit of you rising from the dead, Jesus. We thank you. We appreciate you tonight. Lord, I thank you right now that you rose from the dead, that we would not die an eternal death, that we would never spend our eternity in hell, but that God would have a new life. We thank you right now for that new life. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.